to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Hello, and welcome to Tough Love Tuesdays. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and today I want to talk about perception. This is something that Valerie and I talk a lot about on our Friday podcast, and it's amazing to me how people just disconnect from themselves when it comes to running. But when you think about it, are they disconnected from themselves all the time? What I'm talking about is a lot of people, running isn't their only sport. Maybe it is, but a lot of people do other sports or have done other sports, Maybe you were a swimmer or you're a football player or you golf or play tennis or martial arts or you're a cyclist. You do more than just running in your lifetime. And whether it's your second sport or you're coming into this sport out of um, some other uh, lifetime achievement that you want to do, it's like you suddenly think that running is all about from the hips down, from basically the waist down, that that's all it is. It's about moving your legs. And then they pick up some article that says, oh no, you got to move your arms because the arms are what make you faster. And I get that thought process and how somebody could make a very cogent argument for why that's the case. But I want to challenge you to think a little bit differently. I want to challenge you to look at what is the perception of your body moving in space? I bring this up because as Valerie and I speak about, you're having to basically hold, if you think running is from the waist down, what's happening from the waist up? Your body mass is roughly from the waist up is I believe it's close to like 65% of your body mass is from the waist up. And I hate to tell you, but your head alone is like 30 pounds. So if we do the math for, I'm, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do sort of easy math for me. I'm 180 pounds. That means my head is 30 pounds and the rest of my body is 150. And if we say, let's just say 75% of that, um, make it easy on myself. What is that? That's roughly, I'm going to screw up my math here. Half is what? 75, a little bit more than half. So it's probably closer to a hundred. If we take that down a little bit, if half is 75 pounds and and it's closer to um, 40%, right? Let's just say 50 pounds. So that means approximately, please don't email us about the math. From the waist up, I'm carrying about 80 of my, actually more than that, probably 100 of my 180 pounds, maybe even close to 120 of my 180 pounds, because my legs are probably only about 30 pounds a piece. So here I'm trying to make the argument, if I'm a running magazine or I'm a conventional running coach, that the 60 pounds of my legs can carry and do all the work of my 120 pound rest of my body. That it's just, it's just going along, carrying that body and not doing anything. I think you can see my logic that that doesn't make any sense. Okay. But if you think of it from the standpoint that my entire body is working in as a complete unit with the 60 pounds of my legs, actually 30 at a time, because truly running is changing support from one leg to the other. 
that 30 pounds is actually holding up the other 120. And it's basically got to be very agile, very elastic, and as a unit, right? It's not a slinky that's going to roll forward and go down the stairs. It has to be working as a complete unit. And it has to be in alignment. It has to be toes, uh, you basically your ankles, hips, shoulders, ear, all in line. Because if it's not, then it does become that slinky. Then you are going against gravity by putting that 60% of your body. If I lean forward at the waist, I'm totally moving my body to go towards the floor, to go towards the ground. If I lean back, okay, if I say, okay, Caroline, I'm not going to lean forward. I'm going to lean back. My center of mass then is more on my heels. And if you've ever tried jumping, you know, you can't jump on your heels. Okay. It's just not possible. So I want you to take a minute this week, maybe more than a minute, maybe a minute each day and really connect with your entire body and what it's doing when Valerie talks about bending your knees and, and being in the ready stance, the back and forth of being able to be on the balls of your feet and move back and forth and even side to side without going totally onto your heels and knowing what's happening with your entire body in space. How do you feel at your hip? How do you feel at your shoulder? How do you feel with your head? When it, when you move it forward, does that make you off balance? If you move it back, does that put you on your hip or put you on your heels, I should say. So I want you to start really becoming one with your body as a full unit and the perception of how your body moves in space. I know this is going to feel a little woo, but when you realize that that's actually, believe it or not, what you probably learned to do in football when you were running or doing ladder drills or you were doing um, side uh, shuffles back and forth where you'd go to the side, touch the ground, go to the side, touch the other ground. You were trying to move in space very agilely, very less with a lot of elasticity, with a lot of speed. And you did that by becoming one unit. Okay. Martial arts is another great example. Any good martial arts teacher is going to tell you, you can't punch or kick with just your arm or just your leg. Cause that's only 30 pounds. I want the force of that 30 pounds to be actually, uh, brought to fruition and brought through my opponent with my 120 pound body. Okay. And the 30 pounds of my leg that's holding it is actually helping steer my entire core to make that, to make that kick or that strike. Okay. So think about the other sports you do. Think about your golf swing. Okay. When you do golf swing, you're not just hacking at the ball with your arms, unless you're me at the, at the driving range and, and, uh, swinging the snot out of a bunch of little white balls. That's one of my favorite things to do, but then I'm literally just swinging, right? No, they talk about the hip movement. They talk about the, that you have to bend your knees. They talk about the placement of your arms as you come across, uh, um, in front of your body to the golf swing. Same with tennis. If I'm going to do a backhand or a front hand, there is a movement within my entire body. It's not just my arms. It's where my feet are placed. Where, where are my knees? Where's my hips? How are they moving? Where's my head? What am I looking at? Am I looking up or am I looking down? No, I don't think there's any sport that you're looked down except for maybe swimming. But even then, I'll tell you, uh, Michael Phelps, he's looking down, but he's looking out and down 
when he's going for his swimming, right? He's not looking down at the bottom of the pool. He has to look to where he's going. So I want you to really give some thought about what are some other sports that are out there and how does that perception of your body in space differ or actually is the same as what your body is doing when you run, okay? Give that this week's thought and let's talk next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.